0: Hello and welcome to The Vlogging Pod. Tonight we are going to do a rebroadcast of last year's fabulous author, Dahlia Rose. So please join me as we listen to that podcast tonight. Hello and welcome to The Vlogging Pod. Today we are joined by US Today's best-selling genre author, Dahlia Rose. welcome dahlia hi everyone i'm gonna i want to start this way back i did a little bit of research on you so i want to travel back a little bit in time to your days in uh barbados oh okay
1: okay that's way back
0: (laughs) a, a little bit yeah i was really surprised so um I pulled you a little bit of everywhere on the internet. Anything I could find, your name listed, I was in mm-hmm. there. Um, I basically wanna, I really am just so curious, of uh, your move from a paradise island to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: Well, I got here um, through a few little bumps and this was the final destination. I used to live in New York for a little while And I I bounced from Barbados to New York and then did a little little traveling and then ended up in Charlotte um, where my husband was um, stationed. He's in the army. So he was like, you know, you should probably just move out here, you and the kids and, you know, let's start a life over here. And I was like, okay, (laughs) because I'm so accustomed to just, you know, picking up and going. So that was 15 years ago. So I've been stable since then. Wonderful.
0: Now, when you were, were you writing when you were in New York or did that come later when you were more uh, where you are now?
1: I was, I've always been writing. I was writing from 12 year old, 12 years old in Barbados. So, wow, yeah. And it's so funny because I'm 12, 13 years old, you know, taking my aunt's romance novels and reading them voraciously and i always just loved books and i always used to just write down my little love stories and when i moved here my husband was still deployed and he's like hey you should write some of the stuff that you send me you should really just you know become a writer and really try to get your dream going Uh so i sat down and i budgeted everything and then i started writing and it just went from there 15 years later i'm still doing it
0: well that's awesome that is awesome. Okay. So keeping in mind with this youthful setup, I just started us with. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, tell us, um, did you ever think you'd be publishing with Hallmark?
1: No, I did not. <laughs> that in <laughs> itself is amazing right and this just happened last year because of Naima Simone i she's um and if you don't know Naima and her books you guys need to really check them out she's with harlequin and a bunch of other places um so she just told me about this open call for Hallmark and she's like it's it's unsolicited so you can send it without an agent and at that point i didn't have an agent and i was like ah uh, they're not going to take me. And then I sent in a proposal and then I got the call that they wanted to see the first 30 pages. We freaked out a little bit on the telephone and then it just went from there, went back and forth. And then I got that call from Hallmark saying that they wanted my book and yeah, I went a little crazy there for a minute, <laughs> <laughs> sweated profusely, almost fainted, but yeah, that was it. And that was like, oh my God, I'm with Hallmark.
0: That, uh, that's fantastic. Now, keep in that mind because you just brought up an interesting point you said you didn't have an agent but with all this popularity that it's now shining on you um, and I, now I say that loosely because there's another question because I was surprised about how many books but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself okay so okay. <laughs> will we'll, uh, pin a pin in that in that popularity because I was massively impressed massively impressed by how many books you have published however but you were talking about agents. Has it now come to the point where you have hired an agent?
1: Um, I actually pitched to an agent um, soon after the whole Hallmark um, contract and I pitched to an agent and she we really connected and she wanted to talk to me more. And we got on a Zoom call and we really had this great conversation. And then she said, hey, how about you being one of my clients? And I was like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so now I'm repped by Julie Gwynn from the Seymour agency, and she is amazing. Well that's awesome. That's very good.
0: Okay. Um, let's see what else I've got here. Um I write notes as we're going, so it sometimes <laughs> okay. when we talk, it kinda like scratches out what I've asked next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's see. Um, okay. Let's go back to the Hallmark for a second. Can you okay. share any details about that at this time, or do you have to wait on that?
1: I can share some because we are on pre order on Amazon. The book is called Mistletoe and Juno. We are waiting on the cover reveal. I couldn't reveal a cover because Hallmark does the cover reveal and then I can do it. Uh-huh. So I'm still waiting on that. But it's Mistletoe and Juno, and you can find it for pre order on Amazon and a bunch of other places. And basically it's a love story, fish out of water. My heroine is like an influencer and she moves from New York to go see her friend for Christmas in Juneau. And this is like a New Yorker, basically, you know, jumping into the snow and the ice in a small town and, you know, falling for the town sheriff who happens to be a retired disabled veteran and he lost his leg and his Mm -hmm. name is Declan and her name is Danny and then the characters really just came alive for me. It's just like a one big family, one big world. And I'm like, okay, now there's other books I can write in this world because they keep spinning around in my head. But it's really <laughs> a lovely Christmas story. It's really sweet and it will be out in October 19th of this year.
0: October 19th, all right, I'm writing that down because I do not want to miss that. Um. Well, your fish out of the water, I mean, did that just come to you or was there something in mind that just spoke to you about that's the way to go about the story?
1: I think it's more it spoke to me because I generally think about myself as a fish out of water. I left an island that I grew up in and it's so completely different to the United States. And then not only did I leave an island, I didn't go to a small town, I went to New York. And they say, if you can survive New York, you can live anywhere. And that is true. Well, how small, go ahead, hon. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 you're fine. It's kind of hard to pace it sometimes on this. Um, when you talk about a small town now, how small are where you are now in Charlotte?
1: Um, Charlotte is a growing metropolis. As I like to say, it's called little New York or Mm -hmm. the queen city. And it's, pretty much huge. We live in this little suburb close to, it's called Mint Hill Mm -hmm. and it's quiet and, you know, serene. And I have my office and it's just completely different to, you know, New York city where everything just constantly moves 24 seven.
0: Now, when you, when we're talking about being a fish out of water and you're saying because of where you were home from, from Barbados to Mm -hmm. New York and now to Charlotte, do you find yourself having to revisit home to ground yourself again in that kind of storyline?
1: I I go home because I love it. And we're actually leaving on Sunday to go awesome. back to Barbados for three weeks. And that's going to be my first vacation in about two years. <laughs> Wow. So I wow. promised everyone I wouldn't work, but I mean, going back home is just taking me back to my roots. Um I did my first book signing there in 2019 and it just was like a going home thing going from this, you know, fresh-faced little girl to a woman and I'm like, hey, I made it and everyone came out and they supported me and they put me on the news like Barbados Virgin of Good Morning America, which is <laughs> Our island is pretty small, it only has like 200,000 people on it and you can drive around it in a day. So it was really lovely going home and my family cooks and I don't have to cook anything, which is great. (laughs) And they feed me and it's the beaches and everything. So going home is like a mental and physical vacation because I don't have to think there like I do here. I can just relax.
0: That makes perfect sense. That does sound very relaxing. Now, we've talked a little bit about your future endeavors. Now, let's talk about something a little more current, a love-hate relationship. Tell us a little bit about this newest book's origin.
1: Um, This newest book is, again, a little bit fish out of water. (laughs) I have my hero and heroine moving from big cities to be state prosecutors in Wyoming of all places. <laughs> and, you know, they instantly dislike each other. She's like Miss Perfect. She likes every, you know, T crossed and every I dotted. And he likes to, you know, wing it. Even in court. And it drives her crazy. And for some reason they kind of clicked and end up having this great one night of intimacy. And then she ends up pregnant because of it and they're like, well, that was great and all, but we don't like each other, so they have to navigate this <laughs> now.
0: Wow, that sounds like a really good book. Um, let's see, um, pardon me for that. Um, we spoke a little bit about the future and your current work. Now, let's turn back in time again. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little or a lot since you've published one hundred and fifty four books. Am I correct?
1: That should be about right. Did <laughs> okay. you not know, actually count these because I forgot.
0: I actually I'm yeah, I I'm, yeah, I'm just that good and so is
1: Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. Now yeah. I know for certain. But Yeah, I think it's around that. Okay. Well,
0: I did start to count and then I was like, Hey Google, how much, how many books has Delia Rose written? And so it was like 154 and I was like, are you kidding me? And then I had to get out and count. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. I'm I know. i ask Google that now myself.
0: <laughs> You'd be surprised. I was, I, mean, I really was. I was, I was like, wow, that's a lot of books. Now yeah. with that number, let's mm-hmm. travel. Okay. And this might be a little way for you, but you let me know. Let's okay. say Love's Eternal Bite. Can you, mm-hmm. re- can you reconnect our listeners to lovers, Love's Eternal Bites Foundation?
1: Yes, that was centered around the Caribbean and vampires. And basically, I I, I love anything paranormal. Vampires are my thing. All right contemporary and all kinds of genres, but I'm a sci-fi junkie and I'm a paranormal junkie. I'm also a Scorpio, so, you know, I get in those dark little moods where I want to watch crazy things. And uh-huh. I thought, well, I've never really seen a vampire, you know, movie set or book set in the Caribbean. And that's really what I did. I took my heroine and because of the Caribbean's background, Creole background in Louisiana and, and places like Charleston. I -hmm. really started her out in Louisiana and then took her back to the islands and home and by the time she goes back home she's a vampire and she's with you know her maker and Mm -hmm. they are really you know he's trying to protect her and she's you know hungry and ready to feed. I tell people I don't write sparkly vampires (laughs) and I don't write sweet Werewolves. I write predators because essentially that's what they are. Mm-hmm. So um, I really loved navigating, loved eternal Bites through the Caribbean.
0: So how many times would you say that you have written vampire? I mean, along that line of vampires in your books, is was this, this, this the only once, or have you wanted to decide to take another take at it each time?
1: I have given it a few different spins throughout the years and i write i think i go where my ideas take me and they're not all set in the caribbean i mean i islands are small and there's only so much i can do there and i like to set them all over the world but sometimes what the basis is is that my heroines are usually going to be african american or have some kind of caribbean or you know cultural background and my heroes are, you know, Caucasian because interracial, and that's kind of like my life right now. My whole family is, you know, interracial, and my mm-hmm. husband is Caucasian, and I am a Caribbean girl. So I take it all over the world, but I always try to give them a little bit of my heritage and the culture that I grew up with.
0: Well, that's interesting. So, you personally, you like to keep it close to home—something familiar. That what you are, what what's what you're about, and what you're most familiar with. Yes,
1: somewhat, but I do with 154 books that would probably get a little stale. <laughs> <laughs> and as my husband says, my mind never shuts down because I'll come out of the shower and I'd be like, "Honey, guess what I just thought of?" And he's like, "Another book plot." I'm like, yes, <laughs> and so. I just have this wild imagination that keeps going and going and going. So if I think about it and I think it's plausible and it interests me enough with enough research and enough time, I'll probably write a book about it.
0: I was gonna ask you, if you were gonna say yes to that answer, I had a lot more questions for <laughs> other But yeah, you know, I just let the questions go where they go. Um okay, so how do you think you've changed as an author from the first time that you wrote Love's Eternal Bright from 2010 to today's a love-hate relationship from 2021?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, the first book I ever wrote was Paradise Found.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: was more of a serial killer as set in Charlotte. That was the first book I ever wrote. And again, it was military kind of thriller-esque. And um, from there, and right after that was Love's Eternal Bite, and I think with it me helped. I've evolved as being a little bit more edgy. Mm-hmm. I was very you know young and jaded at that point, and so enamored with everything about the <laughs> publishing world and and writing, and actually being a you know to live my dream and have this as a career. And now I'm a little bit more edgy, and I like to you know push boundaries. Mm-hmm. and change my hair change around the roles like maybe make my heroine be the hero for once and you know my hero be the guy who needs her help i just like to try to push more boundaries now instead of going to the traditional aspects of each genre that i work with
0: so you mentioned Paradise found what year was that published in
1: originally 2005 but it went through a yeah it went through a few different publishers <laughs> it, at that point there was no kindle there was no great amazon and it was basically sony e-readers and stuff like that so in yahoo groups and mm-hmm. it makes me sound very very old
0: <laughs> i've seen your pictures you're not old that's okay <laughs> trust me you are not old um from 2005 to 2010 now
1: was that the first and then the second in 2010? Uh, No, there was a bunch of novellas and everything between there. I don't think I've ever went a year without writing. There's okay. just a bunch in between there that probably has just been lost with the ages. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been so long, but um, I've never really stopped writing. I think there was The Soulmate's Curse in there and then When Love Commands and Caribbean Blue and a few others, the Colette's trilogy. Yeah, there was a bunch in there. You're going to make me have to go way, way back in that machine.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just curious because um, when you talk about the novellas now, are those still out where people can actually reach them?
1: Yeah, they're out and probably they're all on Amazon. Okay. Definitely. Awesome. All right. So, so now I have, now I it. have a search point.
0: <laughs> I like to keep my books at my fingertips. I'm just saying.
1: Good point. Um, I do too. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, let's see. Um, what would you say out of all your books? And I know that's reaching since we're looking at 154, but what would you say was your most memorable for you as a writer to write?
1: I think my most memorable for me was um, The Billionaire's Baby, because with that, I really, or any of my Christmas books, because those are like two of the things I really love. I love children and I love Christmas. Any mm-hmm. holiday that starts after Labor Day, I'm there. <laughs> now, so, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Um, from there, I just, dis- I think that The Billionaire's Baby was one of my really well received books. I mean, that really just told me that I had readers out there. I knew I had readers, but then with how the sales went with that and how people responded, I, it kind of validated me as a writer because I was feeling like, kind of like, eh, I'm just waffling or treading water. And from there, I, I was like, okay, people actually like my work. <laughs> and that that really is a great feeling, isn't it? It is, definitely is.
0: Now, we have about 40 39 seconds left. What would you like your readers to take away from this? What would you like them to know most about you as an author?
1: I think that I would like them to know that I am the person that I, they see on the internet this person they see on facebook acting goofy being a kid that's me all around a lot of people like to think that you know that we're putting on a face but i really can't do that and i'm just this down to earth girl that likes to do crazy things and get out and explore and um i hope that i bring some of my experiences to them in my work wonderful
0: i want to thank you so much for joining me today And thank you so much, listeners. Um, I hope that you'll tune in with us again this coming Thursday for another author interview. Thank you very much, everyone.